I'm here with the Lindbergh family. Uh, they've been with Christchurch for several years, and they have a daughter that has done some amazing things. So we're here with Aaron and Cozy, and we're going to talk about these amazing things that Cozy has done for Costa Rica. So, Mom, Aaron, let's start. Can you kind of set up the situation for me? Give us the backstory. Sure. Uh, my husband was looking for a, uh, a mission trip that we could do as a family and uh, found a school down in Costa Rica where missionary families go to learn the language of the country that they've been called to. So these are the full families, you know, the moms, the dads, all the kids. Uh, they give up everything. It's a big um, sacrifice. Big sacrifice uh, to come down and live in this little apartment down in San Jose and uh, learn about the cultures and the language, usually Spanish. And so while the parents are in their language studies, the kids go to um, what amounts to like a one-room schoolhouse. Um, and they have a teacher there, uh, Monica Gonzalez. And uh, she makes sure that they are learning what they need to. They go on field trips, they do science experiments. And of course, they're also learning about the culture and the language of the country that they're going to. So uh, we as a family went down uh, with my husband's uh, work, uh, Adult and Teen Challenge of Memphis, and took a group of guys with us. Can you tell to, me a little bit about what your husband's work is? Sure, uh, Adult and Teen Challenge uh, is a national organization uh, that uh, deals with, uh, it, it. in his center it's men, uh, adult men, um, with addiction and so they actually live and work on the campus uh, which is located at the corner of Madison and Cleveland and uh, they go through discipleship training um, addiction recovery uh, so they're not just getting clean and sober but they're also getting uh, the lot the love of Christ you know just poured into them um, so anyway those guys go out on mission trips a couple of times a year so uh, we took a, a group to do construction work down at this school. And while we were down there, Cozy uh, and our youngest daughter, Anaru, got to meet and hang out with all the kids that were in the program. And I made a couple of friends. You did make friends. Tell me about your friends there. Uh, well, we went to a zoo in uh, Costa Rica. It was like a free-flying zoo. And like there were hummingbirds, there were bulls, there were tropical tree frogs, there were toucans. One ate off of my head. But um, we like sat together in the front of the bus and like we talked and like we had so much fun. Like there was a playground around the bend of the street and we went there and played with each other. And yeah, I forget their names, but, like, we had so much fun together. Did you, like, getting to know people from different places? Yeah. What What did you find interesting about people that came from somewhere different than you? Well, like, they had things that, like, I didn't know about, and then they, I had things that they didn't know about, and we could, like, talk and, like, share. Like, they, some of them live in Costa Rica, and, like, I've met, and then, like, they show me their foods. They they like tell me about like what happened. It's really I like it. Did you like learning about Costa Rica from them? What was your favorite part about that? Um. Well, I like spending time with my friends and like their food is like amazing. What was your favorite <laughs> thing to eat there? They're called plantain chips. 
Have you found those in America? Yes, they're at uh, Kroger. Good. Okay, so you you went and you did the construction, and so I helped. What, you helped. What did you do when you were helping with the construction? Uh, I like some days I went down and like helped like learn and like played with the kids, and they were little or kids. I helped them, and then some days I'd go up and do destruct construction. We built. Like, we build a little playground for the kids, and I helped, like, sand down all the metal metal and wood, and, like, I helped paint and cut things. Sounds like you had a pretty big job. You even dug some gravel. <laughs> That's hard yeah. labor. Yeah, I helped. Good it for was you. fun. So what made you, so you came back after that trip, and you had an idea. What was your idea to help those people down there? So I felt like a connection to them because I made so much friends and then I like noticed that they needed things. And so I felt a connection and I couldn't technically stop thinking about it. And so I like a few years back, I did a like a cookie sale for St. Jude because I felt bad for the kids. And then I guess that stuck with me and like when I like feel someone's needs I really want to like help them and so I helped them and I raised two hundred dollars in uh, selling earrings and then I bought bought 20 Bibles for them and school supplies so they could learn and have fun at the same time that's great where did you sell your earrings at my house oh, really? uh, we did an online order on Facebook and I still have earrings left off, back, left off. But. Okay, so tell me more about, so I know you all did a book drive recently. Can you tell me about where that idea came from? So my mom stayed in touch with that school. So the old teacher left and a new teacher came and her name is Miss Monica. And so we asked her, is there anything you need to help build your classroom? She said, yes, I need school supplies like markers, dry erase markers because, and like sharpies because those things are very expensive down there. Then she also said, I need a library. And I said, sure, I'll do a book drive. And so I started planning and then I did it. And so I got um, a lot of books. I bought some books from the library and then the church helped raise a lot of books and they raised $71 to help ship. So that was very helpful. Yeah, we ended up shipping over 64 pounds of books and collected over 250 books. So it'll be a great start uh, to this English library for these kids. So your mom told me that you talked to Pastor Brad about this and he was one of the people that helped you get that going. What did y'all talk about? So I said that like, there's this school down in Costa Rica and they need a lot of help uh, building a library because like they really need a library for the kids to learn. So Pastor Brad said, of course we can help. And so they set up a book drive and I went and talked to the classes about it and they end up bringing a lot of books. That's really exciting. So what you you seem like a, you seem very ambitious with this. This is not not a lot of kids your age are doing stuff like this. What what made you think? Well, I can do this. Well, I just like 
knew I could do it because I've done things that most kids don't think about or don't do, like doing a huge three years in a row of cookie sailing for St. Jude. I established that, and now my friends at Maria Montessori, that is the school I go to, they are now thinking of doing that too in the different classes. Are you going to help them get that started? Yeah, I'm going to try to do it again. And So uh, your mom tells me y'all are going back to Costa Rica next year. Are you excited about that? Yes, I am very excited. I'm excited to make new friends. I already know that there's two girls there. They've been working on science, and I'm so excited to get to know them and make new friends and maybe make pen pals. So do you want to grow up and be a missionary? Is, or what are, you, what are you thinking? I want to be a paleontologist. Whoa. That's <laughs> and even, an archaeologist. That's crazy. That's awesome. I mean, have you been on any other mission trips other than just Costa Rica? We always try and find something. Um, together, uh, uh, the four of us um, went down to work with a Teen Challenge Center down in Aruba um, several years ago. And then every summer, every summer we go to um, Montana uh, and help out with an Indian youth camp up there. It's a Bible camp, and they bring um, kids uh, from first grade to sixth grade, I believe, from the Indian or from the Native reservations up there uh, and do a Bible camp with them. What's your favorite part about going to do that to Montana for that? Well, they play a lot of games. I love the chapel and the songs. They have their own, like, language. Uh, no, it's like their own chapel for kids. And the pastor is really fun and funny. His name is Pastor Jay. And um, I just love the songs. You always find such cool and good songs like nothing is impossible for god he sometimes makes up songs and then like he has like skits and then like he prays for all of us at the end he invites us up to the altar to pray and i think it's fun and i love there's these two other kids that that always come every year they're one of the staff members uh, daughters and so one of them is the leader of the camp's daughter and her name is Madeline and then Lily and they're my best friends and I see them every year and then I love making new friends like I made a new friend I forget her name but I made a new friend and I'm ex ex excited to see her this year so she, um, this was her first year to be a camper, but the past um, five years that we've been here, uh, she's helped out with arts and crafts, like setting out paints and uh, different art crafts um, for that enrichment time. Um, she's also helped clean. Um, we take, again, we take a group from Adult and Teen Challenge of Memphis, and they do um, basketball ministry, but then they also share testimonies and do uh, human videos, which is like skits to music, to worship music. And um, so she's helped out, like um, helped with some of that. And uh, so, but this was her first year as a camper. So she really got to spend a lot of time um, with a lot of kids, uh, you know, from Montana and 
uh, a lot of the surrounding states and reservations up there and uh, made a, a few pen pals too that she's been riding back and forth. Let me say, I mean, you, you've taken your children on several mission trips, it sounds like. Not a lot of kids are getting those opportunities. Can you tell me why you feel it's so important to take your tri- your kids on these trips? Uh, well, my husband, John, and I really believe in, um, in helping others, you know, in being a servant. You know, I feel like uh, Jesus has called us to do that. And, you know, Jesus didn't leave out kids. You know, he said, come on, bring them. Um, and there's so many opportunities and, you know, Cozy and hopefully Rue, as she gets a little older, you know, they're, they're the same age as a lot of these, um, these other students that, you know, we're meeting and they're able to talk to them in a way that John and I can't. Um, and they're able to make those, those long relationships and, um, you know, share, with each other and strengthen each other. Um, like I've been friends with Madeline, Madeline and Lily ever since I started coming. I was nervous when I went at the first time, and then they helped comfort me. And like, well, Madeline was the first one. Then Lily came a couple years later, but we were just like best friends. Like every year, I'd go. We just like we wouldn't be separable. We'd like love playing with each other. We wouldn't want to leave each other. So. And John and I both believe, I mean, you know, kids are capable of so much more than sometimes we give them, uh, you know, credit for. Um, and just finding those uh, moments and those um, opportunities that they can do something, even if it's, you know, painting, uh, a rail of a swing set or making a poster for someone or setting out paints, you know, at arts and crafts. You know, even Rue is four and she was even helping wipe down counters and pick up little melty beads off of the floor. So even, you know, even she got to help out being, she was three at the time. So. Well, Cozy, you, you, you seem, for your age, you seem very spiritually mature. Can you tell me about your faith and why it's so important to you? Well, I, um, I, so I, me and my grandma do every, every summer, almost every summer we do Grammy camp. And my grandpa is a pastor at a church. So we go there for Christmas, Easter, we go there some sermons. And so they had vacation Bible camp. And so um, we went in a group and um, the Holy Spirit technically came and I uh, cried in the middle of praying and then happened again in IYC and it's happened again at this church at the table and do you like learning about God and growing your faith yes what's what do you like learning about it well I love when Jesus does the parables I love how he explained things my favorite parable is the lost son the son that runs away and uses all his money and then comes back for his father's forgiveness what do you like about that one I like that I mean, like, I don't know what I like about it. It, I just feel like it's a really good parable, and I just 
feel like that's a great parable. What do you think the relationship is between being a servant and being a follower of Christ? Is that a hard question? <laughs> Mom, do you want to answer that one? I think it's it's kind of one and the same, you know. Um, I mean, again, just kind of going back to that servant's heart. I mean, that was the core, or at least that's how I see the, kind of the core of Jesus's ministry. You know, he was always helping those around him, you know, and, you know, people that others just cast aside or ignored or, you know, became just kind of jaded against, you or know. Or tried and, to back away like the blind, the two blind men. They never gave up and they just kept calling to Jesus and then the um, hole in the roof, the lame man, Jesus was preaching. They couldn't get in, so they had so much faith that they'd knock a hole in the roof because they cared about their friend and they knew Jesus would help them. Why do you think it's so, why do you feel it's so important to keep working for them? Because, I mean, my dad told me a story that when he was little, um, when he was a Christian, when he was a kid, his friends would kind of make fun of him because his dad was a pastor and they weren't believers. And he said that when he went to the cafeteria and he sat down, all the boys at the table voted him off because he was a believer. But he, but then after they came and said sorry. And I just felt like that, I mean, like, nobody tells me what I believe or what I can do or not do. There's also a lesson about being nice to people in there, isn't there? <laughs> so when you go in January, what, what are y'all going to be doing this trip? Um, so the construction project, um, we will be working to build a new guard shack. Um, so the, the school is located on uh, like a campus that has uh, some apartments for both the staff and uh, those families that are coming. And so um, they've done a little bit more security building fences and things like that. Um, and their guard shack is leaking, I think. So we'll be helping them uh, to build um, the guard shack. And then also um, some of the apartments need new paint and, you know, just getting ready for uh, the next uh, trimester to begin. So we'll be helping them prep for that. And then um, I'll be teaching a theater workshop uh, with the students that are there. So I'm really excited about that. I'll be playing with them. There yes. we go. That's yes. exciting. Um, and then, you know, just being there and, um, you know, just whatever they need, you know, us just being there. Um, we're hoping to take some more things down with us. Um, like Cozy mentioned before, they really are in need of just kind of basic school supplies, uh, things that we... I think take a little for granted that we can just go down to Target and, you know, get a $2 box of markers. But down there, um, you know, markers, crayons, uh, dry erase markers, Sharpies are extremely expensive. Like $10. Um, yeah. So, and they're really hard to get. So just basic supplies like that, we're hoping, um, you know, to pack a, a suitcase full of that to be able to um, to gift that to the school. And then hopefully um, we're going to be uh, working on some cards and things that they can give the families when they move down there uh, just to welcome them. Um, Words of encouragement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that, you know, they can feel a little bit more at home when they're um, 
you know, having moved and given up all the stuffies and uh, the the comfortable beds and everything. Because I know how it feels. We went to Paris for um, almost a month, and I end up starting to miss home and getting homesick. And like some of them, it's a different time change, and so like. I understand because like I stayed up almost all night one night because the time changed and I missed my stuffies in my bed I was just homesick and so I'm hoping to like make them feel at home and I know how it feels to like move schools because I've moved schools and I've missed my friends very bad so I'm hoping that they can like be my friend and so and feel more at home down there um, in this kind of in between, you know, their United States home and their wherever they've been called to. Well, Cozy, what do you hope? What's your next project going to be? What are you going to come away from January with? You, you seem to have all these great ideas. What's going to happen next? Well, I, my mom's going to stay in touch probably, and like whatever she needs, I'm probably going to help. Maybe I may. I'm in. I got resin resin molds and resin for Easter and then I was like I love this and they're so beautiful so maybe I should start making resin to sell and so so she's been working on some new jewelry and some coasters and things like that to sell um, paperweights and there's this um, and all the money that she raises bazaar down at my school and so I'm going to give half of the money that I earn to Costa Rica exciting if you so this is my last question for you if you had millions and millions of dollars and you could do any project you wanted for any group what would you do uh i would love to make the world a better place and like build like so like i'd love like for the kids to be happy and like i don't know like just like build things for them and like doesn't say one of the things you loved about going down to Costa Rica a couple years ago was that you got to work on the playground and you got to work in the school and you knew that once you left that the kids would still be able to enjoy those things Um, so just you know making sure that that the students had things that they could enjoy and they could look forward to I think that was something that was really important to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Aaron, my last question for you is seeing your daughter grow up in her faith like this and take on these ambitious projects, what does it do for your faith to see it? It is very humbling. <laughs> um, you know, like I said before, I think that sometimes we underestimate what they're capable of. And I mean, she has definitely encouraged me to, to kind of step up my game a little bit, you know, I mean, um, I love how she views the world too and how sensitive she is to the needs of others. Um, and I mean, it's, it's, I have been very blessed. Um, God has blessed me with two wonderful girls. Um, but it is going back, it is humbling and it, it it does help me light my fire sometimes when I'm dragging my feet on things. What do you think other people could learn from her? Um, that it's doable. You know, it doesn't, you don't have to come up with some great, huge thing, you know. I like, could... I didn't get, I 
started all by myself and with my mom and me and her were the only ones and like that you can do things without someone like my mom never my mom never said cozy it's time for you to do this or you need to do this I felt a need and so I had to do it so I think that they can that they can learn that some people can learn is that they don't need a whole big group to do something. They can pick a couple people and then do it because, I mean. Yeah, and little things mean a lot, you know. Um, like the uh, like Monica was saying, you know, she just needs books. Like, that's it. You know, it's not that we have to send, you know, crazy amounts of money or things or, you know, anything. She's just books, you know. Uh, or just crayons. Um, and it doesn't have to happen on the international level. I mean, it could happen right here in Memphis. I mean, there's plenty of, of projects and needs that are in our own community um, that, you know, people of any age are perfectly capable of just saying, hey, you know, that park needs to be picked up, that, you know, and you're showing your, you know, Christ's love through our, you know, what we're, what we're doing. It's not that we have to be out, you know, preaching, but just being out there and taking an active role and saying, you know what, this, this needs, this need needs to be met and I'm going to do it. Um, and I I have one more thing to say. Don't forget about the parable of the mustard seed. The mustard seed is the tiniest seed of all of the seeds. And that is our faith. And you plant it, and then it grows and grows, and soon it will be as big as a tree, and birds will come and perch on their trees, on its branches. It, everybody with ears, let them hear. I don't think we can end it in a better spot than that. That's just beautiful. <laughs> Cozy, th- thank you so much for sharing your story. Erin, thank you so much for bringing your daughter in to share her story. Thank you. So y'all have a great day. Thank you.